Tobacco Road Sports Radio is so excited to be your home for Triad Sports. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! We heard you loud and clear. Our mission is to give you what you want. You know what I want. I've been asking for it for years. Give it to me. Give me what I want. The best sports talk in live sports in the triad, period. What's up, everybody? Live from Brandon Blake. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Score once again with Brett Wiseman. Hello and welcome back to the Pit Stop here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Welcome back to Franchise Players, your home for triad sports coverage. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio. And if you think that's great, wait until you see what's next. It's going to be good. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Tune in at TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. And don't forget to download the new Roku channel, Tobacco Road Sports Radio. In professional sports, a franchise player is an athlete who is not simply the best player on their team, but one that the team can build their franchise around for the foreseeable future. Franchise players, your home for Triad Sports here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio, TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. Desmond Johnson here in the house. Back with me, Brandon Blakeney, Jalen Gilkey from WFMY Sports, and Hot Rod Funderburk. Guys, this is the first time I've got a chance to put you guys on here to talk about this um, <laughs> this uh, USA men's basketball uh, roster. Um, this is a special request by Brandon. He wanted to talk about this, and I'd almost forgotten about him. Uh, just on Sunday... Uh, the U.S. men's team got a win over Spain in their final game before the Tokyo Olympics. And we're going to touch on the Tokyo Olympics as a whole at the end of this segment. Uh, team USA won 83-76 on Sunday night. That was their final exhibition game. So they finished, I think, 2-2 two and two in exhibition play. They were down by as many as nine points in the first half. Uh, they started shooting better in the second. And uh, that's what kind of pulled it out. Let me start off with one of the guys that they brought in as a replacement because they lost some guys uh, over the past week. Uh, Keldon Johnson was brought in. Uh, he was promoted to the senior team. He was on the USA select team, young kid, 20 years old. I think he played at Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, what do you guys know about Keldon Johnson and how does he help this, uh, the roster of this team? Cause I'm about to pick at this roster yeah. here in just a bit. I'll tell you about Keldon Johnson. Scouted him in high school was a, Dog at Oak Hill under Steve Smith, probably the greatest high school coach we've witnessed. Um, was a dog at Kentucky, brings energy, high motor guy, just really just got that nasty in him, like that dog where he's going to go out, he's going to talk his trash, he's going to get guys hyped whether he's on the floor or not. He's going to die for loose balls. He's going to get in there. He wants to check the best player on the other team's roster. And he's just going to bring that youthful energy, man, that spirit that they need. Because you can tell that he's proud to wear that, that, uh, the, that USA across his chest. He understands what USA basketball means to us, uh, especially in the community, man. And he's going to go out there. I think he, his play is going to elevate a lot of other people's play, especially in practice. And one thing, I got a good buddy that's a Spurs fan. So I, I, I've been watching a good amount. I watched a good amount of Kelton Johnson this year. And I used to ask him all the time, man, first of all, why is this kid splitting minutes with Rudy Gay? Hmm. That's what I wanted to know. And why is he not the centerpiece of the new Spurs roster? Now, he's not – Oh, wow. Basketball-wise, he's not a super, super skilled guy. But I'm what he does, play defense, like Brandon said, he's gritty. He will dunk on your head. <laughs> he he, he pin his shots off the backboard. He's – He's a great glue guy, energy guy, and I love everything about Kelvin Johnson's game. I can't even lie about it. He had 15 points of seven on nine, seven of nine shooting, and was a team best plus 18 and on I'm, the floor. And I'm sure Spain. he had five dunks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's only six five. Uh, Rod, we, me, and you were talking about this in the beginning. I think after they had their first loss to Nigeria, um, and that was going on like a week and a half, two weeks ago now. 
I'm looking at this roster because it's changed even since that conversation. And the one thing still sticks out. Well, there's two things that still stick out to me. They did not. They had a chance to go do it and they still have not done it. Who is the distributing point guard on this team? Like they don't have one. They have Dame Lillard on this team. They have Jayro Holiday on this team and they've got really the only two point guards they have. When you have an Olympic men's Olympic basketball team from the United States since the year, well, really since even before 92, when they're bringing the best college stars, you have to have at least one point guard that's willing to be the distributor. Otherwise, you're going to get in situations like they did at the end of uh, the game against Nigeria, where it was like you're watching them and it looks like they don't know what to run. There's no guy out there that's leading it. Now, I think the last cycle, Kyrie Irving was the, the starting point guard on the uh, the 2016 team, but he became a distributor in those Olympics. He was distributing the ball. Plus, that team had like LeBron James on it. Uh, still, yeah, still had, guard, Carmelo. had Carmelo on it. They had leadership. And uh, the other thing that sticks out to me is there are no post players, really, that I respect on this team, Not except for Bam. Not Except for that. Bam, and even Bam plays face to the basket. He doesn't really. He's not a traditional back to the basket center type guy. I guess my question would be, who should they have gotten to to fill those roles? Well, there's, you know, we talked about that last week, and and one of the guys that I would want them to get, but you know, due to injuries and what's going on right now, was um, you know, uh, big man AD Anthony Davis. Anthony uh, Davis, but yeah, but I mean. You know, he's had injuries right now, so he he really can't do anything. But he would have been the perfect big man, in my opinion, uh, to go up against, you know, these other countries, big guys, because these other countries, they're playing that old school basketball. And I don't know if you've seen it, but they're not calling these ticky tack fouls that the nope. NBA players are used to now. And the NBA I mean, those- players are getting <laughs> agitated because they're not getting the calls. And it's like, bro, you weren't supposed to be getting the, f- the calls in the NBA. Like, <laughs> and you're definitely not going to get them in Tokyo. But they don't seem to understand that. And it's like they replaced um, Kevin Love, who had <laughs> Kevin Love, who has been scrutinized ever since his name was mentioned to be on this team uh, for various reasons. I never said he shouldn't be on the team because he's I white. Did. I said, I said he should. I said he shouldn't be on the team because he ain't played yeah, in two I years, really. No, I didn't care that. I mean, I love Kevin Love. Kevin Love's great. I was, a, I was, no, I'm a LeBron fan, so I follow too. LeBron around. So he's Kevin right. Love, I like Kevin Love's game. He's 6'10. I understand what the he's Olympic six. Committee said they were trying to do. They wanted big guys he's that can shoot. His, he's past his prime. It was no reason. Well, I think they wanted. There was no reason to put him on the team. I think they wanted. I think they wanted big guys who could shoot. But also, Kevin Love was one of the guys who was on the previous Olympic championship team. So he does have a gold medal and he has some Olympic experience. I there think you go. He and mate was uh was Draymond Green on the last yeah, one too. Was. Yeah, Draymond. So, so I think it's just those. I think it was just those two guys are the only ones with Olympic experience. And I think, you know, maybe the, the Durant. Was, that beat, was Durant on there too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Durant. Durant so those, too. those, those three guys are the only ones who had Olympic experience. So you, as you're developing and, and trying to put a roster together, you definitely want to try and include some people who can take some Olympic experience, some leadership and hopefully pass it around to the new guys who have not had that before. Well, can I ask you a question, Rod? Sure. Why would you pick the guy that quit on his own team Thank in the NBA? Yeah. He, he acts like he forgot. He don't even have to throw the ball in bounds. So you know, I forgot you know, about that play. You know, that's a good question. <laughs> that clearly don't, don't show any leadership. Oh, Kevin Love stinks. Uh-huh. You know, and, and I'm hoping that's a rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that inbounds play. I've, I watched that thing like a billion times on Rebeat trying to figure out what he was doing. I'm like, he what are you quit. doing? He, he just threw the ball in the middle of the game. He quit and walked to the bench. He walked to the bench. It's the, the play is still going. The play is still going on. Oh my gosh, I forgot all about that. Um, Kevin Love. So Kevin Love's not on this team anymore. He got, uh, I think, injury, of course, or whatever. So he got yeah. dismissed, and uh, they replaced him with um, Javale McGee, uh, Shaqton the full star, uh, y'all, NBA y'all, champion. Yeah, I gotta let that go. I mean, was <laughs> he's I a two-time was, NBA champion. I think that was a great pick for what they needed. Andre Ooh, Drummond, McGee. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. I, I don't expect them to start or anything, but no, but they I need, liked they it for they needed some they need toughness, they need yeah. rebounding, and you need a size. I mean, our biggest guy was KD at this point, but everybody yeah. else was yeah. six nine and under. So it's yep. like we had yep. no. Hmm? 
Where's Julius Randle? He's still trying to figure out what happened to himself in the postseason, bro. Why is Julius Randle not on this team? See, because that's the he thing. folded in the postseason. That's why he, he didn't should... get the call. Oh, no. See, that's get the, the call. See, they made this team before they even got to the postseason. Like, they should have. I know Harden's hurt. Irvin's I'm, hurt. Where's where uh, Jaron Jackson? Where's Jaron Jackson at? Where's Zion? Where's Zion Williamson? Why is he not you know, on this he team? Probably Pelicans probably ain't gonna let him go yet because Man. His, whole, his whole knee situation, he probably can't go. The, the the he would be the biggest star at the Olympics if he was on this team. He well, would be starting. No fans, so what's the point of going <laughs> for the TV fans? <laughs> He'd be the biggest star for the TV fans. Uh, and we, we're gonna touch on that. We, I'm saving that here for the end of the segment. We're gonna because that's got me a little heated that they're still gonna try to pull this off. Um, but overall, looking at this roster, I, I, I don't want to call it dumpster juice because there are people on this roster oh, like no. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. They got some I mean, ballers on this team. The best roster in the in the country. I mean, not the country. Excuse me, the world. I mean, let's do not they? Like yeah, that. it's just not the best put together roster. Yeah, it's it's, it's mismatched. We we take everybody on our that roster can play for any team in the world. Like, yeah, in, on our roster. Okay, so so y'all are saying y'all expect them to win the gold? Then still Absolutely. with this. Absolutely. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Who's gonna take it over? Spain. Spain, nah. and they, bro, the Gasol brothers are like forty-five years old. Hey, they man, are. they've been doing this international like, thing for twenty years. Like yeah. they got, they, they just, throw a little razzle dazzle on them. Get, they might not get past Australia. <laughs> hmm. hey, Australia's like been playing Australian roster. But Yo, they've been playing together you know for like team, 17 think, years. <laughs> you know what team's going to give uh, the USA if they end up facing them a lot of problems? It's going to be the Serbian team. They got Bo- they got uh, Jokic. They got Big oh, Boban at 7-8. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> then they got, they, got Bog- they got Bogdan Bogdanovic. Oh, I like him, too. They got uh, Bialik to the shooter. They got a lot of guys that can That's really a problem make squad. it happen. Yeah, yeah. especially and a joke. Because no, who's going to guard Jokic? I mean, I it's the one from Atlanta, Bogdan. I don't know said, if – He's not a bucket. He's a bucket. I, yeah, he's I like him. Bucket. Yeah, yeah he's a bucket. I, who's going to guard who's gonna guard the Joker? What's going to set them apart? Exactly. That's, who's that was who's guarding the Joker? When they released the roster, that was my biggest question. Who's going to guard the Joker? You going to put Draymond Green on the Joker? That's what's going to have it. Bam. Bam's going to try to cover him. Because Bam is basically Bam is basically a small forward in a in a center's body. Like, and, and just so you guys know, uh the Serbian national team, that's who we beat in the gold medal game in 2016 in Rio. Right. Right. You know, they've been over there eating like rusty nails and lifting weights for four years, <laughs> waiting to <laughs> waiting exactly. to see America again. And they come out like, no LeBron, no LeBron no out LeBron. here, no Harden, no yeah. Irvin. No, uh, well, we'll take this gold medal anyway and we'll uh we'll head on about our business. Well, well, we're, hey, we're Des, have to make a wager yeah. on that. Des, we were talking about <laughs> big man, and I have a question. What why is it that Carl Anthony Towns was not picked? Is he hurt? That's a great man. question. Great question. He's not I mean because Where's uh, he, he, play, he played for the Dominican Republic team. Yeah. He, oh, he does, oh, is that where he's from? Wow. Okay. That's where I, his mom's from the Dominican, I do believe. Yeah, I didn't know played, that. Okay, I thought he was American. See, and that's what we were talking about uh, last week, Rod, that like the top players in the NBA, you go through the top five, two or three of them are not even American players. I mean, yeah. Jokic won the MVP. Uh, what's his name in Dallas? Um Oh my gosh, my mind's Luca, yeah. Luca, 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 Luca's yeah, yeah. clearly in top five right now. And if he was at an, if he played for Serbia, we'd really be in. Uh, yeah, that would be. Uh, a is that where he's from? That is that where he's from? No, he's nah, from. He's, Slo- he's from Slovenia. He oh, okay. With they the Dragic brothers, yeah. Goran and Zoran. But they I don't have a good feeling about the first Olympic, so they ain't, I ain't really worried about them. I ain't yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if we're gonna win in gold, guys. <laughs> I got I mean, a feeling about it at I'm all. Not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna get my hopes up for bringing gold home in USA basketball. I'm just you know, not, I'm not. you know what would have been perfect if they if he had decided to do it. They lose those two exhibition games, and then all of a sudden you see LeBron James pop up uh, for the first game in Tokyo, uh, like a wrestler, like a pro wrestler. He comes out, oh, nobody knows God. he's there. <laughs> Save the day. Space Jam just came out last week. I, I mean, it would all be LeBron tied together. Is the answer that they need. He ain't. 
I mean, at least we would watch. <laughs> we would watch more. We'd be like, oh, hey, LeBron I'll say, just showed I don't up. Know like, if, he, uh, if he's the missing piece. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think Le- I think LeBron understands exactly what this U.S. Olympic team is going against, and he wants no part of it. See, yeah. I said that to uh, to JP and Jay and those guys, Ryan uh, Stone, last week, because they were arguing that Coach K, would w- this team would win with Coach K. Oh, and I'm like, there's a, reason, there's a reason why Coach K ain't coaching this team, because he probably realized <laughs> that the cycle he was in, he had Kobe Bryant. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony. I mean, he had like top 20 all-time players playing through that cycle, and he wasn't going to have them anymore. And now you're stuck with Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Jeremy Grant, Zach Levine, who who's not going to be in Tokyo until the first game. The loss of Brad Bill, too, I feel like it's going to hurt them. Bradley Bill getting That's a lot removed of the team. Yeah. Jason Tatum, he's dealing with some injury or something, isn't he? Look. He's on the team, but but Coach K only uh, had enough left in the tank for that last year at Duke. That's why he's not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he knew they wouldn't go win, like you were saying, Des. It's a good chance they don't win the gold this year. Mm -hmm. It was. It's not a good chance they're gonna be any good at Duke next year. So he's Mm -hmm. go ahead and sit it on down. I'm just gonna do it right there. They're gonna be. Yeah, they're gonna be all right. They're gonna be all right next year. They're gonna be back. Barrero is nothing to play with. Yeah, they're gonna be now. Will they win the whole thing? know about all that I, I don't like betting on uh teams that are heavy with freshmen as their main scores to win the whole thing but uh, and i'm a fab five fan and i just i'm never really there with that but yeah duke will be back in it this year i don't have no problem saying that and then for those saying that if k was coaching this team they would win this team has no business losing greg popovich is the head coach steve kerr is a head i mean an assistant coach jay greg wright popovich is an assistant wants- coach on this team uh, they they got the talent to do it. I just don't think they will. Pop is washed, man. They need to get somebody in there like Ty Lue or Mark Williams, a player coach. Them young bucks don't want to hear from Pop, man. They ain't going for that Spurs way. The last like, time. Those stars out there now, man. Nobody fooling with Pop, Grandpa Pop. I think, what was it, 2018? I think Pop coached uh, the national team. They did not win the gold. Remember, it was His like a year where. Terrible. His record it was terrible. What was it? It was some kind of. North American tournament or something because we were clowning the. Remember this? The Rod, we were clowning them on the rundown like every yeah. Saturday. Yeah, it felt I like they were that. losing every week. And we were like, this team is doo doo. It's garbage. Like, what is going on? <laughs> and it's almost a carryover for that. Real quick before we get out of here, though, I wanted to talk about the Olympics as a whole. They kick off this Friday in Tokyo. If you have not been in the loop, uh, A, the, the, the country of Japan and the city of Tokyo do not want to host these Olympics. Uh, due to COVID on the rise, not just there, but across the continent. I believe only like 17% of all humans on this planet have been vaccinated uh, against it. It's on the rise again. Uh, the Olympics decided to not have fans in the stands for anything for the Olympics. So I'm kind of curious where you guys are on this because I wasn't really even looking that forward to the Olympics to begin with. Uh, I was going to watch because there's nothing on when the Olympics are on, but it's an odd year because they didn't go last year. I just talked. The main thing I normally watch is the men's basketball team, and we just went through the reasons why I probably won't watch them as as eagerly as I anticipated before. I usually watch track and field, women's gymnastics, uh, women's soccer, um, that kind of stuff. So do you guys feel like after going through a year where we watched every sporting event possible without fans there, having gone through that experience, what do you think it's going to be like? for a global thing like the Olympics to try to do this without fans there. I mean, I don't, I don't know how, you know, I, I understand that the most sports in Olympics, I mean, the fans aren't, it's not like it's a packed house, right? I mean, I would imagine like track the hundred, the hundred meter final is probably packed. Whenever the USA team is probably uh, playing basketball is probably packed. But other than that, like it's, you know, fans aren't really a major factor in, these events, I know, like, you know, the gymnastics is always going to be packed. Yeah, it's always rowdy in there. Yeah. Always rowdy in there. But other, besides those three events, I mean, like, when the final events, you know, swimming, stuff like that. But other than that, I don't think, I don't know how important the fans being there would be to the actual experience of the viewership of watching the Olympic sports. Because, I mean, me personally, I think my biggest connection to all sports is just knowing and understanding that sacrifice that those people have put in to be out there. And I feel like that, and then the skill that's displayed as well at the highest level in the world, I think those two combine, uh, combined together will be what draws me into watching. I think uh, with go ahead, them, go ahead, I was going to say, I think what is really going to impact the most 
is that opening ceremony that sets things off. That's where you really see the most fans at is the opening ceremony. But aside from that, I mean, I plan on watching majority of the sports. I watch all of the basketball, no matter if USA is playing. Like, I'll, I'll get as much as I can, especially sports that I don't usually watch. Might pull up and watch some curling or something if I'm real bored with it. But um, I'm looking forward to the Olympics, man. Honestly, I'm hyped for it. Free Shakari Richardson. But other than that, like, I'm pretty no, hyped. Don't start there, Brandon. <laughs> don't start that, man. <laughs> Free Shakari, man. <laughs> y'all boys don't. You realize we finna get smoked by Jamaica. I was about to say Jamaica. Was, all four of the girls in Jamaica anyway. and relay team ran faster than her. So like we made a big deal out of Shikari for nothing because she was I gonna mean, get smoked. She a game time performer though. <laughs> Shelly, stage, Shelly Ann Fraser Price is the returning world champion, bro. I'm not. Uh, she wasn't. I'm, she was. Yeah. She wasn't going. She wasn't gonna do nothing. I mean, and we then, like, we'll never know. We'll who never the know. who are the um the main sprinters like for the male side for the U.S. Oh, There's always matter. like a guy like I don't even know who's actually sprinting. I know the dude from A and T. Maybe did he, make, did he make the team. Yeah, yeah, Randolph Randolph Ross. Yeah, Ross. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he'll be running in the 400. We got another alternate, uh, Trevor Stewart, who could make it, uh, who could be selected for the four by four team. He's an alternate uh, right now, but Randolph Ross is in the hundred meters. Uh, just got to you know run a good qualifying race, and then it's, he got a shot for gold, and he's got a great chance. I mean, he ran. The second fastest time in the world, I do believe, at yeah. nationals. So, so I guess I so. I guess so. I guess my final question to the three of you is: Should they even be doing these Olympics this year? Probably like not. with everything going on with COVID, and I mean, are we about to see the biggest super spreader event in the nation's history? <laughs> because you're going to have like 300 countries all converging into one spot. They've already had COVID cases cases at the Olympic Village already. Like, should they even be doing this? Like, is it even worth it? I know they've got money tied in TV, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. But when the host city that spent money and time and begged to host this is now saying they don't want to host this anymore. <laughs> like, should we still be doing this? Yeah, we probably shouldn't be because usually when the host city doesn't want to host it anymore, they're telling you things and asking you to listen to what they're not saying. See, yeah. what they're not what they're not saying is. We got a whole bunch of cases around here that y'all don't know about, and we don't ain't gonna blame us. Exactly, we don't want y'all coming in catching it and then leaving, and all of a sudden Tokyo was the one who spread it across the world. Yeah, so so (laughs) they're in a state of emergency. They are Tokyo is in a state of emergency right now because of COVID cases. So yeah, yeah, they are. So (laughs) so sometimes when 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 people are and the countries are talking to you, sometimes it's best not to listen to what they're saying, but listen to what they're not saying and that's what they're not telling you that they got a whole bunch of cases in tokyo <laughs> and and we're gonna be in trouble if you come over there and it's gonna come back and spread everywhere else that's what's going i i, I, I don't think we should have it have it COVID is one of those once i hope it's once in a lifetime you know issues and pandemics i hope it is but this is an olympics i think that should have been postponed for everyone's benefit. Granted, you got people who wanted to participate and showcase their talents, you know, regardless. But this is one time I feel the Olympics could have been rescheduled, whether it's rescheduled next year or two years from now. That's how I feel about it. You know, I, you know, I agree with you, Rod, in the principle of the whole thing. I just don't think the world is ready for to handle something like this. But they wouldn't be postponed for the first time. It'd be postponed for the second time. And I feel like that's the biggest issue because it wasn't able to happen last year. The world, the IOC, host nation, everybody's pressed to get this done and over with so we can move on and prepare for the next event that's supposed to be coming up in, what, three short summers now. Mm-hmm. So I know we got uh, another thing that's going to be a huge uh, conflict if they postpone it this summer is World Cup next summer. That'll be a huge problem if they will if they wouldn't be able to do uh, have the soccer, the men's, uh, you know, soccer teams out there participating because everybody's going to want to participate for the World Cup for soccer. That'll be another issue. It's just so many issues that are stacking on top of each other. Like Randolph, like I was talking to Randolph a couple of days ago from AT. I was talking to Ross Jr. And I'm like, hey, man, like how beneficial for you was it that the Olympics was postponed last year? He was like, man, it was just a godsend because he was a, coming out of high school. He was a senior in high school. And then instead of being a freshman in college and, you know, having that work and putting in that work and another year for his body to develop, he'd be like, man, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made it. 
Yeah. So it's a lot of people like that as well. And it's just because it's every four years, it's just like we gotta knock it out. We can't I don't we can't push it back another year. So we gotta do what we gotta do. We'll see we'll see what ends up happening here as uh the Olympics are gonna take place starting Friday with the well, hell, are they even doing opening ceremonies? There's no fans. <laughs> so I don't know exactly what the yeah, the I think they're still going to do the same thing. Yeah, you know? they're still going to do it. So they're going, they're going to do so opening ceremonies in an empty stadium. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll uh, keep you posted with Olympic stuff, and I'm sure we'll be touching on that through most of the week. We got to get out of here. Uh, check out Brandon on Twitter at Brandon Lee TV. Check out Jalen on Twitter at Silky Gilkey. Rod is yet to open up a Twitter account yet, so you can just <laughs> follow him on Tobacco Radio. I'm hiding. I'm hiding. <laughs> He's hiding out over on uh, over there, so you can't get to him yet. And of course, I'm at uh, DEZ underscore 3505. com. Beamer Tire and Auto Repair. Now with three locations across the triad in High Point, Greensboro, and our new location in Kernersville. Beamer Tire and Auto offers full service auto repair, all tire brands, free alignment checks, oil changes, and more. In Kernersville, check out the no appointment needed quick lube shop. Check out their thousands of five star ratings via Google and Yelp. They care because they know that you can go anywhere. So try a shop with a beating heart, not a bottom line. Beamer Tire and auto repair. Visit us on Facebook or at BeamRetire.com. Franchise players are often referred to as the face of the franchise. Back into franchise players, your home for triad sports coverage here on TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. I am your host, Desmond Johnson. The NFL 2021 season, it's going to be a mammoth season. Uh, it's going to be kicking off here before you know it. We're only a, a couple of weeks away from full-blown training camps across the league. Uh, matter of fact, today, the Cowboys and the Steelers actually report for training camp. They get to start a little early due to the fact that they'll be playing in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, in Canton, uh, this the same weekend as the Hall of Fame ceremonies. Want to do a little NFL true or false? So I went over to the Believe Podcast Network, grabbed two hosts from over there. Will McFadden, who is uh, the the now, what is the name of the Falcons podcast now? Because I think this is your first season, correct? Will? so what have you guys figured out a name for what's going to be? Yeah, it's it's still just Believe in Falcons. Believe in Falcons. Okay, yeah. so easy enough. <laughs> nice, so, nice and simple. <laughs> so Will McFadden, host of Believe in Falcons, and if I'm not mistaken, Joey Christopoulos. It's Believe in Chicago, correct? Uh, Believe in Bet on Chicago, and I also host Believe in Bears with my brand new co-host, former NFL player Corey Wooten. Super excited. Hey, so Believe in Bears. So we got you covered coming and going. We're going to do a little NFL true or false with these fine gentlemen here. And uh, Joey, I'm going to kick it off with you. True or false in the NFL, the Chicago Bears will make a playoff push this year. True or false? Ooh, playoff push. In that phrasing, we're going to say true. But that's with a huge caveat. I'm not necessarily saying that the Chicago Bears are going to make the playoffs. But let's be honest, the last time we talked, we were still trying to figure out what Aaron Rodgers' hopes, dreams, wishes, and intentions were for this season. I think we still are. <laughs> I think we still are, my friend, which means that at this time, at this day, before they enter into training camp, the Chicago Bears have an excellent chance to make a playoff appearance for the third time in the last four years. That will depend a lot on whether Aaron Rodgers takes the field, but Hey, the schedule's tough, but we have a guy named Justin Fields. Optimism is reigning supreme. Playoff push, true. Will, I'll let you take a crack at that one. The Bears will make a playoff push this year coming out of the uh, the NFC North. Um, you know, I'm not a huge believer in in that happening, uh, so I will say <laughs> false. Um, I think... I think Minnesota actually is, is going to be a, a fun team to watch, at least. I really think that what they're going to get, not only in year two with Justin Jefferson, I think the defense has been a little bit worse maybe than we usually would typically think Minnesota defense would be over the past couple of seasons. And so I like them to maybe bounce back. Obviously, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, which I don't think he will be, and I'm sure that's probably a question that you have down the line, so I'll give you my early answer there. But um, <laughs> if he's not back, I, I don't really see the Packers competing, although they do have a pretty good roster overall so i don't think i'm not a i like justin fields a lot i don't see it in in year one with fields 
Okay. Not too painful there. Actually, I'm going to keep it right there with Will because I I couldn't go after the Bears without going after the Falcons. I've got the Bears and Falcons host on here. True or false, the Atlanta Falcons will win the NFC South this year. (laughs) False with the capital (laughs) F-A-L-S-E. No. Uh, Not not when you... I think the best team in, in the NFL is in that division. And I think even if you're looking at where the Falcons are compared even to the Panthers. I think that they're a step behind Carolina solely because Carolina's had the luxury of really being in now year two, you know, with some guys that they have brought in to be key parts of their franchise moving forward. The Falcons had to move on from a lot of key guys this offseason in order to maybe clear that path for year two, year three, but they're right at the beginning. They've got some good players, so they'll be in some games, maybe the way that Carolina was last year, but I still put them, you know, third, maybe fourth, depending on what you think of New Orleans. Joey, same question. True or false? Will the Atlanta Falcons win the NFC South this year? I have to agree with Will on this one. That is also a false. Now, look, will Kyle Pitts win the hearts and minds of Atlanta Falcon fans this year? True. Will Mike Davis perhaps be an actually sneaky, great fantasy running back this season? Also could possibly be true. But again, too many holes on the team right now. It's a team that is in flux. I mean, Matt Ryan is still under center there. But that that team's heading for some transition turnover. And as Will um, excellently mentioned, the division is just way too tough for them. Do I see him scoring some points? Can they lose games 31-28? to Of course they can. But that does not put them in the mix for the division. I'm going with false as well. And every once in a while, I'll just pepper in a little something at the end of both of you guys there. Uh, and that one in particular, I'll just say, don't sleep on the Panthers. They've had two fantastic drafts. I think people are kind of not paying attention to what they're doing over there. Uh, and this is the first time they actually get to meet with their players in July. <laughs> Last year, they were doing all this by Zoom. Uh, Matt Rule didn't even meet his players face-to-face until actual training camp at the end of July. So, uh, and, and somehow they still won five games or were competitive throughout the year. So, Keep an eye on. That's all I'm going to say. Keep an eye on Carolina over in the NFC South. Uh, yeah. Doing a little, doing a little NFL true false here uh, with Will McFadden, the host of the Believe in Falcons podcast, and Joey Christopoulos, who is the host of multiple podcasts uh, dealing with the Chicago and the Bears in general on the Believe Podcast Network. You can follow them and the Believe in Panthers podcast that I host uh, at Believe Podcast Networks. Uh, let's get back into it here. Speaking of uh, the reigning league MVP. Uh, Joey, let's head back to you. Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers will start the year in Green Bay. True or false? Oh, man. The 1,000 cheese pound question. And this is, I should probably preface this with, this is uh, after we all learned this morning from uh, the great Adam Schefter. uh, He dropped a a bomb on Twitter that basically the Packers had offered a two-year extension to Aaron Rodgers that would have made him the highest paid player in football. Would have attached him to Green Bay for the next five seasons, however. Aaron politely declined it. So it doesn't appear it's about money uh, when it comes to the Rodgers-Packers situation. Well, in, in answering this, I'm going to take the top off my skull. I'm going to remove move, move my brain here. I'm going to speed it to Will here to actually probably give the real answer here. I will say true because as dire and as desperate as it looks right now, Aaron Rodgers, he's like a zombie. He's like a Sith Lord. Uh, I'm a Chicago Bears fan. He is a Sith. He is uh, – Palpatine. He will come back no matter what. <laughs> he will go 16 and 1, and they will be singing his praises about how great he was in the locker room this year. After all the offseason, he brought them actually closer together somehow. Some sort of narrative nonsense. Until <laughs> I see it in fine print and the ink is dry, uh, I have to say true. Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers and they'll win a bunch of games. Same question for you, Mr. McFadden. Aaron Rodgers will start the year in Green Bay. True or false? Um, no, I. I applaud you joey for even attempting <laughs> to make that point uh you know every uh every Stephen a needs his skip bayless but <laughs> I, I will obviously i'm gonna say false because the the premise Thank here you. is right start the year in green bay i see no way that that happens if he just turned down you know reportedly the extension that would have made him the highest paid player you know in the league then it's not about the money and it's not really about winning because he can he's been right there the past two years there's we're not really a better circumstance that you're going to Mm. 
that needs a quarterback outside of Green Bay. So then what's it about? It truly seems like based on everything that's been reporting, based on just connecting dots, that things are broken in that organization and not necessarily in the locker room, but with the guys upstairs and their star quarterback. And, and I think that I think things are getting a little bit crazy on the other side where, you know, we saw Tom Brady didn't really like Jimmy Garoppolo, but he still showed up and did his job. Like all of that aside, I don't think this is solely because of Jordan Love. I think that this has been festering under the surface. And I think Aaron Rodgers has hit the point in his life. He seems like a guy with many interests. And if he and Shailene Woodley want to go off with Miles Teller and, and his girlfriend out to Hawaii <laughs> and just spend all of training camp out there, good for yeah. him. Yeah, I hope he does. Great. <laughs> so no, You're I don't Alex, think he's starting. No, please do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I had a uh, Ed Smith on with me yesterday. He's a co-host for the Believe in uh, Cardinals podcast and uh, a former uh, NFL tight end himself. And I brought this point to him. I was like, you know, Ed, it's the middle of July. Like at, at some point, it's timing starts to come into play here because say you're uh, a team that's not the Green Bay Packers and you're still interested in, you know, doing something. Say you're Denver and you're, you're interested in doing something with uh, Green Bay to get Rodgers over there. Say you do it tomorrow, you literally only have like three weeks, four weeks before the start of preseason. You don't really have enough time to to implement your offense with a new quarterback. And plus, you're bringing him into the locker room. It's a different culture. And then look at on the other side with Green Bay. Like what would why would Green Bay trade away the reigning league MVP? Right. Three weeks before preseason starts, if they were going to do it, they would have did it, you know, during the draft or before or right after. But three weeks before now, it seems like they're kind of married to each other. And if I was Aaron Rodgers, I would just take the Tom Brady route, dude, just play the year out and then just opt out at the end of the year. I think it's a player option that he has at the end of the season. He can opt out and go wherever he wants and Green Bay can do nothing about it. And, and again, to Will's point, what team can he go to that's better equipped to potentially make a Super Bowl run than the Packers. They've been knocking on the door the Atlanta. past two years. That's interesting. I didn't even <laughs> think about Atlanta. Please do not come to this division. Please. We just got <laughs> this, rid of Drew Brees. And <laughs> Tom Brady's walking around with a bunch of rings on his finger. We're going to bring Aaron Rodgers in here too. That, yeah, that imagine would Drew Brees is still here. That, oh, would be, God. <laughs> that would be so much fun. But this whole situation reminds me of that scene in like Avengers Endgame when both Hawkeye and Black Widow are running towards the cliff to like oh, yeah. just get away first. <laughs> like that's what this feels like. Is, is. The, pa- the Packers obviously aren't going to want to just move on from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is doing everything he can to get out of here. So that like the end result is there. Nothing's going to happen. And so like they're the Packers would love to probably make a move because they understand they they have a distressed asset, but they can't do that. You know because he's still Aaron Rodgers. And you guys yeah. are all in agreement, right, that Aaron Rodgers does not sit, right? You don't even think that's a possibility of him sitting out games because I know that's been thrown out there as well. I, I think he might. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, at this point, if because mm-hmm. if we're sitting here together realizing that time is running out for them to move and it doesn't seem like they were ever going to, I have to think that the thought has crossed Aaron's mind that he might have to sit out a couple of games. But what does that prove? Like, what is he trying to get? That's that's the issue. He hasn't really said what he wants. Uh People what's left assumed. for him to prove? That's true, too. Uh, other than a, a second Super Bowl ring, I mean, he has everything. He's got league MVPs. He does have a ring. He's considered one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Like, right. he's in a place right now where he might. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if he just retired. You know, like if it gets to a certain point, if he just well, quit. It's also it's also the whole conversation of everyone keeps bringing up Denver, but honestly, does Aaron Rodgers really want to go to the same division and play Patrick Mahomes twice a year, and that's yeah. how you're going to get your next Super Bowl? So there might be more of a landing spot behind the scenes stuff that's actually going on that maybe is more of a reason why a deal hasn't been done. I think the 49ers was the easy landing spot, but they did Trey Lance. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. You know, now it's just kind of a little bit, maybe a little bit more of a waiting game. Uh, let's move to another quarterback who we started off talking about months ago every day and then kind of cooled off. Uh, I'll start with you, Joey. Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson will not start the year in Houston. True or false? Will not. True. Um, this is the question, you know, that uh, who plays more games, Deshaun Watson or, or Aaron Rodgers this year? I think we haven't heard anything, and I think silence is a big indicator right now that I don't think the NFL – or the Houston Texans plan on starting the year with Deshaun Watson at their quarterback. I think the Texans in the offseason have made it very clear with a lot of their moves. I mean, they brought in 
what, a half a dozen different quarterbacks right now to possibly play the position. Tyrod Taylor's been very out there about kind of sort of, if you read between the lines of this quotes about being the guy who is going to perhaps be the starter and kind of galvanize the locker room, it's a total mess. And if you're the Texans, I don't know why you would play him right now and you just kind of hope you kick the can down the road and maybe reestablish his trade value because I don't see another scenario where he plays another down for the Texans. Well, same question. Deshaun Watson will not start the year in Houston, true or false? Yeah, sorry to, to not just give you some great arguing content here, Joey, but I got to agree with you, false, because <laughs> I just I, you can't argue. If I was going to make an argument, it would actually be that Tyrod Taylor is supposed to be the starting quarterback and just he's jinxed. So you would never know there. But hmm. um, I, I would say that if anything else, if he even gets closer, there's an indication that he's going to, to start or see the field. I think he goes on the NFL commissioner's exempt list right away. We've seen players go on there for much less. And I think that the NFL would want everything to be figured out, handled, you know, in, in public, everybody understand what's up before they allow one of their marquee young players to take the field, face all of the criticism throughout the year that he would be facing from, you know, a ton of different directions. And, you know, perhaps rightfully so if, if everything alleged is indeed true. And I just don't think the league allows him to get even close to, to doing that if that would be Houston's decision. So, you know, for many reasons, I would say false. And one if thing I can keep... one more thing, ahead, if I can one more thing real quick, I think it's just, it's such a, it's such a serious and sensitive issue that I yeah. think rehabilitating Deshaun Watson's character by his play on the field is not the way to go. And I just think that you keep him off the field for right now. Eventually he'll get traded and you go through an offseason process where I think he's going to have to show through off the field actions and not just words, you know, what he's trying to, if he's going to try and improve himself as a person and acknowledge all the things that, are, that he's already involved with already. I just don't think you do that doing it on the field. You can't yeah. go from 350 mm -hmm. yards and all of a sudden everything's going to be okay. That's not how the situation works at all. I do agree with all of that. And uh, keep in mind, too, with this situation, because it's kind of starting to bubble back up to the surface again, Deshaun Watson was never charged with a crime. All of these are civil cases, which might be mm -hmm. why he has not been placed on the exempt uh, list yet. Technically, he can still play, and his hearings in these civil cases are not set to actually begin until after the 2021 season uh, is over. Uh, it's like early 2022. So there is a pocket there. If Houston wanted to, they could trot him out there on an active roster, but Keep in mind, what before all this began, this all started with Deshaun Watson asking to be traded out of Houston. He wanted to yeah. leave to begin with. He didn't want to play there anymore. So uh, Desmond, there's a lot of moving parts the pods, there. Uh, Desmond, do you remember the pods of me and you talking about him coming to the Bears and the Panthers? Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> How do you feel about that now? <laughs> yeah, man, I got a guy from Ohio State, and I got a yeah. ginger snake, and I'm totally cool. Check I'm and, I've got a, and I've got a former Jets quarterback, so I guess we're yeah. all uh, <laughs> we're good to go. Speaking of which, that's a great segue. Uh, let's start with you, Will. Two quarterbacks are on the move this offseason. Sam Darnold in Carolina will have more success than Matthew Stafford in L.A. True or false? Ooh, that's a really good one. I'm going to say false. I think Matthew Stafford is, even with the Camp Makers news today, just in a slightly better, more proven situation. Because I think that with Sam Darnold, you've got some really interesting young players. And I weirdly might pick kind of Carolina's top three receivers running back combo than the Rams. But I think the X factor here is McVay. And I think that he's at least proven that he can be an elite play caller at the NFL. I think Matt Rule can. I think Joe Brady is excellent. I don't know if they've proven they can be an elite play caller in the NFL just yet. And I think Matthew Stafford has proven he can be a very, very good quarterback in the NFL. I don't know if Sam Darnold has done that just yet. So I like Carolina's upside, but if I'm betting for the 2021 season, I like Matthew Stafford paired with Sean McVay and proven weapons out there in LA. Uh, Joey, before you answer, keep in mind, uh, Cam Akers, the starting running back for the Rams, uh, ruptured his Achilles earlier this mm -hmm. morning or yesterday morning, I should say, and uh, is out for the season. Uh, the Rams do still have weapons, however, without him. Uh, same question though. Sam Darnold and Carolina will have more success than Matthew Stafford in LA this season. True or false? 
Will brought some great points, but let's have some fun. I want to go, <laughs> go the other way on this one. I'm going to make yeah. why Sam Darnold will have more success than Stan, Matt Stafford. And here is my reasoning. Matt Stafford, it's a perfect fit, right? I mean, I think of all the teams in the NFC, it's a presumptive. We can think of these guys as Super Bowl contenders. And I'm totally on board with that, and it makes sense. And, Will, I think the McVay factor with Matt Stafford is going to be huge. But here's what I will say after watching Matt Stafford for many, many years. Let's just see if the guy can play 17 games. Yeah. And that's all I just want to say about that. This kind of smells a little bit like, not to put out the narrative, but let's just kind of wind it down two months forward. Matt Stafford and the Rams, they're 5-0. and Matt Stafford, MVP. Look at those numbers. 12 mm-hmm. touchdowns, one interception. Everything's going great. But the guy is getting a little bit older. He's had some injuries, specifically that fractured back. And he had a thumb issue last year, too, as well. You know, those are the types of things that I think he needs to be at 100% at this point in his career to have his best type of season. And, Will, you brought up a great point about the Panthers' weapons are pretty interesting. I think there is a world where Darnold could play 15, 16, 17 games this year. I'm not necessarily buying them from the win column, but maybe the Panthers finish up the year being like, hey, we kind of made some progress with this guy. Yeah. Whether you trade him or not or whether you want to keep him, his value has been restored. So I'm just kind of curious to see if Matt Stafford can get through a full season. I, I, Will, you're 100% right. I'm just kind of curious <laughs> on the health side of things for Stafford, and maybe Darnold does have that upside. With the uh, the Panthers, they had, they had given up. It felt like a lot in the beginning to get Sam Darnold, but by the time uh, draft weekend was over with, it basically equaled out to a second-round pick that they traded out to Sam <laughs> Darnold. Uh, Scott Fitter, the new GM for the Panthers, did a lot of wheeling and dealing on draft weekend, uh, acquiring a bucket of picks and uh from doing all that basically got darnold for two years for a second rounder so uh didn't seem like it's gonna really hurt them too much yeah and with mccaffrey coming back who many consider to be the the best running back in the league uh i've got it between him and barkley uh in new york who's also coming back from injury uh and 55 yard screen passes are gonna look on uh oh yeah (laughs) darnold's uh stat lines are gonna uh benefit tremendously from tossing it out three yards to mccaffrey and letting him just go do what he's gonna do Um, my my theory with carolina (laughs) last year was that uh, McCaffrey going down so early really probably messed with what Joe Brady wanted to do. If you're coming to this offense as a kind of a first time offensive coordinator and you have Christian McCaffrey, mm. I am making him the focal point of my offense and I am playing everything off of what he does on a certain player. He doesn't do on a certain play. When you take that out in, to a lot of teams, I think it's like losing your starting quarterback. And now you're trying to figure out what are the guys behind him do well? How do we manage games without our premier focal point of offense? So if I'm betting low, maybe on an offense to jump into the top five, I think Carolina has as good a chance as any. Let's uh two two more questions from my my guest here from the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, Will McFadden, host of the Believe in Falcons podcast, and Joey Christopoulos, head uh, excuse me, host of the Believe in Bears podcast. Um, and it deals with the the two uh, contestants in the Super Bowl from uh, previously here in 2020. Starting off with the champs, Tampa Bay. True or false? Uh, let's start with Will. Tampa Bay will suffer Super Bowl hangover. True or false? Keep in mind, there has not been a repeat champion in the NFL since 2003, 2004, the New England Patriots. Also keep in mind, the guy that was quarterback in that team, quarterbacks the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady, who is he's somehow still playing football. True or false? Tampa Bay will suffer Super Bowl hangover. Um, so are we defining Super Bowl hangover as does not win the Super Bowl? Miss the playoffs. Miss the playoffs. No, I don't think they miss the playoffs. Um, I uh, So I will say false. They do not suffer a Super Bowl hangover. I think that the, the leadership that they at least have in place on both sides of the ball, starting with Levante David on the defense and starting with Tom Brady on the offense. And then you pair that with, you know, a lot of younger guys that really seem to buy in. But there are there's a really good floor of depth with this team, and it's at all three levels of the defense. And it's pretty much, you know, given that they're how their offensive line has started to play last season, it's pretty much on a lot of spots on the offense. And while I, I think that there's a much higher chance that injuries impact the the Buccaneers in 2021 more than they did in 2020, I still think that given the level of talent across the board, I mean, this could be one of the most talented rosters with the intangibles that somebody like Tom Brady brings with a head coach like Bruce Arians and a defense that could win them a 12 to seven game if it needs to just, there's too many ways for Tampa Bay to win for, for them to miss the playoffs. I think. 
Joey, Tampa Bay, Super Bowl hangover, true or false? I'm also going to go with false. Well, well, great points. Um, you know, if you had said to me hangover, like, well, look at their regular season last year. They kind of got off to a slow start mm-hmm. and then kind of sort of picked up steam towards the end of the year. I can see kind of a similar situation this season. And would we call that a hangover? Maybe, maybe not. But, Will, I'm right there with you. I mean, when you've got a guy like Tom Brady and you've got an infrastructure where most of the team is back after playing together all last year, you got to think that the chemistry is probably going to be pretty seamless. They're going to be able to win the games. I think that a lot of other mediocre teams would not be able to win, you know, be able to pick up some, like you said, win a 12 to seven game when they're playing, when they're playing terrible, they still figure out a way to get that W. There's just a, it's hard for me to wrap my head, head around Tom Brady, not at least making the playoffs next year. So false. I, um, I was going to say false on this as well. And then I started thinking back on it. Uh, it feels like every year, the the sports media picks the the Super Bowl champion from the previous year to to get back to the Super Bowl, and they rarely yeah. do. Like it typically never happens, and usually it's from injuries or a slow start. They dig a hole early, and then they can't get out of it. The rest of their conference or or division catches up. And I started thinking about Tampa Bay after thirteen weeks last year. This team was seven and five, and and my Panthers almost beat them twice. Uh, the first game in particular. The Panthers basically just gave them three turnovers in like the third quarter and it, and it flipped the game. I believe the same kind of script kind of happened in the second one as well. They weren't exactly blowing people off the ball except for that Super Bowl game where they had the the fortune of playing a very banged up Kansas City offensive line. We see what Kansas City's done in the offseason to rectify that. Um, so I'm not sure. Uh, Tom Brady is still over the age of 40. Like this has to stop eventually. Like he can't play at this level forever. Like eventually we are going to see some sort of drop off in production. Like I have to believe that he can't be 48 years old and still playing football in Florida. I don't know. know. It's crazy. Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, I heard he switched over to the the TB 12 method too. So he's doing the same diet and uh, all the weird stuff, the stretching and all that stuff that's uh, prolonging Tom Brady's career. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I do know that it's extremely hard. It might be the hardest thing to do in, in pro sports is to repeat a Super Bowl champion in the NFL. Just so many things can go wrong. Absolutely. And it's a one-shot type thing in the playoffs. It's no series or anything like that. So you have a bad day. You just have a bad day. You go home. Uh, last question here for Will McFadden and Joey Chrysopoulos from the Believe Podcast Network. And it deals with the Kansas City Chiefs over in the AFC. The Cleveland Browns will dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs as AFC champions. True or false? Oh, I didn't say who to go. Uh, Joey. (laughs) False. Um, I'm going to say false. It's the Cleveland Browns. Um, You know, I I, I do love – look, they're going to have one of the most talented rosters, not just in the AFC, but perhaps in the NFL this year. That two-headed running back monster – that defense is no joke. And, oh, yeah, you get a healthy Odell Beckham. Again, though, I'm just kind of looking at the quarterback. And if you – you know, let's just keep it because it's in July right now. If you stack up the Browns versus the Chiefs and you put Baker Mayfield versus Patrick Mahomes, I'm putting my money on Patrick Mahomes 11 times out of 10, you know, uh, honestly. And let's just keep in mind here that Cleveland is so talented right now. That division is no joke this year at AFC North with the Ravens, who obviously – Every single year, figure out a way to be a successful winning franchise. You got a Pittsburgh Steelers team that a lot of people are dragging right now, but still a lot of talents on that team. And honestly, a defense that was dominant the first 10 weeks of the season that had dealt with so many injuries. Now those guys are going to get healthy a little bit. You know, the Browns are going to have to beat those guys. And oh, yeah, the Bengals and Joe Burrow, they're going to have to score points against that team too as well. There's a lot in their way. I'm happy for Cleveland Browns fans. They're going to be a good team. I think they're a playoff team, but dethroning the Chiefs, I'm going false. Well, the Cleveland Browns will dethrone Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Half a billion dollar Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. True or false? <laughs> True. The, the, the Cleveland Browns, I've Love gone it. on record. They are my AFC pick to reach the Super Bowl. So this is right in line with what I've been thinking. So let's mm. let's break it down a little bit, Joey. Why do we we talk about like teams coming from the SEC as battle tested? If they're coming, if the Browns are winning the AFC North, or if they're you know right in the mix. That means they've beaten some really, really good teams throughout the year and that they will not be afraid of anybody. Secondly, do we forget what happened to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year? It wasn't 
you know, necessarily Tampa Bay's offense that won that game. It was their defense. And I think Cleveland, you know, they've got obviously um, Garrett on one end. They just added Jadavian Clowney, who's not, you know, the great pass rusher that that everybody thinks. But I really like the draft pick of Jeremiah Awusa-Koromoa because he, the dude can just fly around. He can be blitzed off the edge. He can, you know, do a ton of things. And so he's going to be an infusion. And by that point of the year, he should be kind of more, he's not going to be a rookie. And I, I think they'll be able to rely on him to, to play a little bit of like a Devin White role. Um, they added Tech McKinley as a backup kind of situational pass rusher. I like that move uh, or that situation for him because he's pretty good at winning um, his guys. So I don't know if Kansas City's done a ton to to really fix the offensive line problems. We'll, we'll have to see. But you get into a game, I think the talent on both sides are pretty equal. And I think we can see anything can happen. And who knows? It could be a game at that point in the year. If both running backs are healthy for Cleveland, we may not see Patrick Mahomes get a ton of chances to touch the ball. And I don't think that's the type of game that you usually win against Kansas City because they can just score so quickly. And, and that's not always the best way to approach it. But I would trust Kevin Stefanski to come up with a really interesting game plan for that game because I think he's a hell of a coach. And sure, why not? Cleveland going to the Super Bowl. Wait, well, my, and my only quick counter to that would be you know, how it sort of plays out is my question would be if we got into January, would Cleveland be playing these playoff games at home through their division? Would they be going on the road to have to do that? And, and look, man, those are some great points. And the interesting thing about Patrick Mahomes is, yeah, the the magnifying glass is going to be on their offensive line, but I guess the unanswerable is we'll never know how much that toe hurt Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl too as well, because that seemed to sort of limit some of the things he was able to do dynamically with running the ball. But you know, we don't know that answer, right? Uh, the we one thing I will say, yeah, we don't know any. We're just kind of, <laughs> the one thing I will say, and I've I've been a stickler for this for years. Uh, in on most sports, the NFL and the NBA in particular, the the window for a title team typically is three to four years. Um, that means they're gonna be in the finals every year. It's just like that's just the window they're in. And if that's the case, the Chiefs are entering year three or four, like right now with this current batch of of characters that they have. Uh, is not to say that they can't, you know, build this all up all over again with Mahomes as a centerpiece. He's still what twenty five or something like that. So, yeah. uh, and they've got him locked down for like the next ten years. So clearly, they're going to redo this over time. But this current batch of uh, skill players and and guys that are on this team that have gone to two straight Super Bowls and three straight uh, AFC championships, uh, this might be the last year of that title window for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in this uh, iteration. Cleveland seems like they're on the way up. Um, my uh, my wife and kids are actually in Cleveland right now. My in-laws are from Cleveland. I am not because I'm not a big fan of the city of Cleveland. If you've never been to Cleveland before, count your blessings. It's not exactly um, the, uh, the, the the funnest place to go. Uh, uh, go to Cedar Point. It's not far away. Go to Sandusky. Yeah, so I, I, I went to Cedar Point in 2019 for the first time, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never hear someone say that they're going to Cleveland for, you know, vacation or something like that. They're going to go visit some family or, you know, family. (laughs) That's usually (laughs) why they're going, but Cleveland bless their hearts. The Browns are actually going to be really good this year. I think I've become a believer in Baker Mayfield. Odell Beckham Jr. is coming back. Um, They've got weapons all over the place. Kareem Hunt in the backfield, Nick Chubb in the backfield. Uh, Their defense is stacked. A tight end. Yeah, they've, they've done so well. They've done so well in the draft. Luke was underutilized last year. That's a great yeah, yeah. call. They, and yeah. You think in his second year in the system that he'd be able to be more of a contributor. I think it's going to come down to them and Baltimore in that division. I don't have high hopes for the Steelers. I really feel like, Ben, this is it for Ben. This is his last year, and we're going to see a lot of checkdowns from Ben Roethlisberger this year. It would not surprise me at all if he doesn't finish the year and gets benched. I, I think it just, I don't know, there's something about it. Where I went, I went back and just kind of remembered. Okay, he was 2004. Eli's already retired. Philip Rivers is already retired. Yeah. He's already got his rings. He's had major like so- shoulder surgery in the past like two years. Uh, I-, I just don't trust the Steelers. I think it was Fool's Gold last year with their, the way they opened up the season. And quick, hot, quick hot take on uh, the Steelers. Here's what I think they should do. And I know this is out of the box, but I'm in, in agreement with you. Ben Roethlisberger had a tired shoulder last year. We hear the term in baseball all the time, a tired arm. You got to kind of back the guy off. If I was the Steelers, weeks 11 through 14, I would just shut Ben down. I would just not play him. I, load management. Yeah. I, I, he's 38. And I would honestly, I would just say, hey, let's just try and go one and two in these games. 
get his shoulder right and come back and see if he can still be the same guy that played pretty well those first six, seven weeks of the year before, you know, he kind of just sort of ran out of gas with that shoulder. I don't know. That's what I would do. Other than that, yeah, you might be talking. You might be correct, Desmond. Or so, Joey, it's it's pedal to the metal for Big Ben for the first eight weeks. He's in the MVP discussion. He looks great. Then you send him to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers' contract, <laughs> and then you get Aaron Rodgers yes. for the rest of the year. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers get their seventh ring with uh, Aaron Rodgers at uh, at the helm. That would be oh fantastic. God, would, in that scenario, Ben Roethlisberger would get a ring too because he's with the Steelers for half the year. So he would get a ring either way. So there you go. <laughs> well, appreciate. Uh, I gotta appreciate having my uh, guest on Will McFadden from the Believe in Falcons podcast and Joey Christopoulos from the Believe in Bears podcast. Check them both out on the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, the NFL season 2021 is going to be here. Way, you know, before we know it, actually, uh, things are starting to kick into gear for a lot of these shows right now. So uh, definitely check them out, and I'll definitely have them on throughout the NFL season. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, man. Always a pleasure, Desmond. Thank you so much, and good to see you, Will. You too, Joey. Coming up, more from franchise players here on Tobacco Road, sportsradio.com.